0: Hi, welcome to a, a new segment here on Knights of Last Call. We're, uh, we're still working around with the title, but... Uh, I have my opinions. Um, Bob wants to call this Night School. I think it's a great title. Uh, we're going to go with Night School. So this is <laughs> Night School. So for those of you who don't know uh, here at Knights of Last Call, uh, this whole thing started because Bob wanted to run a 5th edition yep. Dungeons & Dragons game for his friends and his brother. Yep. And uh, wanted to learn how to be a GM. And we played some fifth edition and he said, wow, that was a lot of fun. You're a lot better at this. This thing's a lot harder than I thought it was. Yeah.
1: You seem to be majestic with the words you use. (laughs) And
0: you're like, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we play like a real campaign? And I said, okay, well, if we're going to play, you know, I really, I'd rather play a Pathfinder two game. It's a brand new game. I think you'd like it a little bit more. It's got a little bit more crunch to it. And you said, okay. And then we started doing that and we said, well, let's film it. And that's how nights of last call came to be. A yeah,
1: year later, here we are. A
0: year later, here we are. But you still want to learn how to be a great GM.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am, I don't know how many years you had, almost 30 now years of experience. <laughs> Sadly. Yes. Uh, I am about one year Yeah, uh, just over and really that one year I've mostly played. So I really haven't even GM'd only a handful of games. Um, and I think it's so cool. I think it's awesome to GM. I think it's awesome to play. But um, when I watch you or listen to our patrons that are in the discord talk, I'm like, man, some of this stuff's so cool. And I want to run these things. And I love it when my brother comes over and my friends, and I kind of like being the GM and I kind of want to be able to do
0: this. Yeah. I mean, having, I mean, I, I, when I start being a player for a while, if I'm not DMing, I get DM-itis. Yeah, I know. And I start going, oh man, I would have. I want to take this campaign in this direction and <laughs> I have this idea. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. So. so
1: seeing you do this, I, I, you know, I get firsthand knowledge of uh, GM uh, Derek and uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I would love to be half the level that you are. Sure. You know, well, some of it comes with
0: time. Yes. I assume experience matters. It does, but there are principles and I think there are ideas and what, what we'd like to do with this series is I am going to walk Bob through a process of creating eventually an entire campaign.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: With uh, adventures. And Hopefully
1: my players don't listen and then <laughs> and get spoiled. That's true. Everyone yeah. else can listen Everyone and subscribe else can and listen. like. That's and right.
0: <laughs> um, and, you know, we're, we're still working on how we're going to frame this and how we're going to, um, you know, roll this out. But the long story short is this is really going to be more of an education for Bob. Yes as well as for you folks at home to sort of understand from my perspective, what I think goes into being a great GM. And I think our objective over the next, who knows, six months, year, as long as it takes. I want to cover all of the various areas that I think are critical to being a good game master. And that means uh, everything from campaign design, adventure and encounter design, how to run a session, how to run a combat, how to deal with plot points and narrative elements, how to um, evoke emotions out of your players. There's a whole gamut of skills that I think as a, a game master, you have to wear many hats. Yeah. You're sort of a producer and a director and a special effects artist and a writer kind of all into one. And so, you know, I think you want to, you want to start there. I mean, I got a bunch of books. Yeah. I see that you brought all these books. Um, I don't think we're going to need those. Okay. Uh, uh, at least not today.
1: Okay. Well, I brought them. All right. I'm well, i always uh, ready. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> I think what we're what we're going to do today, some of this is going to be a pitch. Some of this is going to be an attempt to convince you. Okay. of Okay. Okay. Now, again, you're going to have to bear with us in patience because this is a very long process. Anyone who's watched our other channels know that we don't do anything heavily scripted. Yes. And that is the case here. So this is very much a conversation between us and the folks at home can benefit and we'll try to uh, make sure that, um, you know, the, what we're creating solid ideas, helping you guys out with lists and everything like that. So that you know what you need to know.
1: Yeah. And if you guys have at home, have any advice too, you guys can put that maybe in the comments of things to add to what Derek's teaching me today. Um, and then hopefully I can learn from you guys as well. Maybe I'm getting more than just GM Derek. I'll get the community at large. That's right.
0: <laughs> so I guess the first thing I want to say is, um, and some of this is more of a philosophical thing, but um, in the beginning when Dungeons and Dragons was created, there was this idea that the campaign that we, as we know it was really just a dungeon. And I think today it's more about telling you that instead of creating a campaign full of, you know, on a Matt Mercer level with tons of evolving story arcs, almost like a MCU style 28. That sounds so cool. Of course it does. (laughs) Oh no, listen, that is amazing. That is amazing. There's a reason why, you know, those movies are incredibly successful, but you got to learn how to crawl before you walk and you got to learn how to walk before you run. And I think part of the problem is people see the critical roles out there and they even see some of these adventure paths and they go, I want this, you know, Marvel cinematic universe experience. I want this Lord of the Rings arc of this massive story with hundreds of characters and epic moments. And, you know, it's all very, very, very good. The problem is, if you're just starting out, that's that's way too hard. Players start at level mm-hmm. one. GMs, Dan, Dungeon Masters need to start at level one. That's where I'm at. Right. And before you start creating worlds and before you start creating epic plot arcs, you need to start with the basics. And I think they got it right back in 1974. I think there's a reason why Dungeons is still in the name of the game. And that is... I'm a big fan of dungeons. I think they're cool. And what the modern day player thinks of a dungeon is they think about a dungeon in the sense of an adventure path, right? Yeah. Which is like
1: abomination it's, vaults. Type thing. It's a,
0: it's a location mm-hmm. and there's, there's some mission that we need to go do. You know, there's the time is running out. There's a mod, there's a person we have to go kill. And that isn't also, that's also not the way that dungeons were originally presented.
1: Yeah. They were, they were more like, I'm an adventurer,
0: and there's gold. You're an adventure. You're like a Indiana Jones type character, and the onus was on the players to sort of push in. So today, I want to kind of talk about why I think dungeons are underrated. Okay, but also why I think it's a great way for a player for a new DM to start off.
1: I feel like I know some of the small stuff about dungeons, so I'm hopefully, uh, yeah. I'll be able to keep pace with you here.
0: So the first and most important part about this is this is the number one reason, is that uh, the game's built built around them. If you look at your player's handbook and you look at your core rulebook for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, okay, you are going to see abilities, powers, spells, so many of them, almost all of them, are basically assuming that you're in some sort of subterranean, scary, confined environment dark
1: vision, low light vision. You got it. Dark vision, <laughs> low light vision, think
0: of. open locks, find traps, uh, almost everything in the game, spells, you know, detect magic, find secret doors, yeah, light. <laughs> you know, everything is about right. Light spells, dancing lights. Everything is about I'm going into a dangerous place mm-hmm. and there might be monsters there and traps and hazards and secrets and puzzles. And all the things in these games are designed to help you do that. Now, if you look at the core rules of the game, just the core rules of the game, yeah, they've got skills in there for diplomacy and for deception. But honestly, and you can do those things using these rule sets, but they're not great at them. There are better games to do them. What these games do really well, including fifth edition here, is a party of adventurers going into some ancient ruin, seeking treasure and seeking adventure. Sounds cool. And he does it really well, and you're kind of ice skating uphill if you try to take these rule sets and try to make them do something that they're not as good at. So by making a dungeon and focusing on a dungeon, you're sort of naturally but you know even your precious bestiaries God, they're so nice, right? I mean, Look at these dragons you know seven and seven I mean how many so I mean cool I mean how many times are you gonna get a chance to use one of these crazy weird monsters? I don't know. when you're fu- when you're playing like a a court intrigue game, you know.
1: So cool though. Whereas
0: when you're in a dungeon, you can use these monsters, you know.
1: This is creature 19.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't huh. get it.
1: But they have really though cool, I think they're cool. That's cool. Uh, maybe not the flying squirrel.
0: That was a squirrel art. Um so yeah. Page so,
1: 257.
0: Um, yeah, what book?
1: Best theory three.
0: Okay. Well, we're getting off topic. Oh, sorry. Um, so shiny pictures distract me. Yeah, Bob is very easily distracted by, <laughs> by the shiny pictures. Um so yeah, so the game is better designed. The game is designed to to go into dungeons, and I think. So, that-
1: why do you, do you think people? Uh, I know a lot of five E players. They don't like
0: the idea. They wanted this theater and talking. Well, and, and-, and I think a lot of Pathfinder game players don't do it now. Listen, the the here's the problem. The the genre has developed. <laughs> you know, the the genre has changed a lot since the seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. I I fully agree with that. We're 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 telling more mature. We're we're playing more mature games now. Fair right? enough. Right. Hundred percent. But just like you know, but but a dungeon type campaign, it's like a it's like an '80s action flick. It's a it's a lethal weapon. Well, no, Hustle, uh, the first thing I thought of Die Hard. Yeah, it's Die Hard. Oh, well, or I'll give you an example. You know, in a, in a modern day sense, it's a video. It's a it's a movie that comes out. It's like it's not going to win an Oscar. It's not going to win an Emmy. Okay. It's just good popcorn, soda, good old action, you know. Just the movies I like. The movies you like. Yeah. Those are the movies I love. Right. They're not going to win any awards, but they're entertaining. They're not trying to like tell a deep message, right? They're just for fun. That's what the game used to be about. Just for fun. Now the game has evolved and we're in like, you know, much more like, oh, we want this to be a serious art craft Mm. and we want to really tell human stories. That's great. And I love that. But that's that's a hard thing to do. Right. So maybe not step one. That's not step one. You got again. You got to learn how to crawl before you learn how to walk. It's not
1: that you don't want that in your game. You just it's hard to do at the beginning.
0: It's hard to do at the beginning. And if you got new players, I mean, new players. Not just as a A DM. lot of my players are like, they've never even played. They've never played role-playing games. You're going to sit down and go like, okay, I want you to be like Laura Bailey, or yeah. I want you to be like, you know, uh, 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 Travis, mm-hmm. or, you know, or any of those other critical role players. And I want you to bring this like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't just do Actually, that. Actually, the first thing I always hear is, do I have to do voices? And yeah. I'm like, no,
1: no, I, I don't need you to do voices. <laughs> right. People
0: are afraid. It, it's intimidating. Your character's level one. Your players are level one. Your DM is level one. Let's make it easier for everyone. Mm-hmm. Dungeons, okay. Number two, dungeons are easy. The reason they're easy is because a player. I know this one. Okay, because a player gets it. It it, it, you can only go where there are doors and passages. I knew
1: that was where you're going. Right. That's what always
0: makes you so scared about any sandbox adventure. You told me the first time you ever played a game, you were like, "There was like a fork in the road or something," and they were in a forest. And you're like, but what if, what if they went left? I'm like, the whole thing says, the whole adventure goes says, right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, and then the problem is they create adventures like that. And then DMs go, and now you're, you're terrified because, and then you start trying to fi- figure out how to railroad people. And then people maybe get, not only are you railroading one, which is not a good thing, but also your players, um, or I'm sorry, the DM is like nervous or anxious in a good quality dungeon. Let's imagine you had a sheet of graph paper. Okay.
1: I brought one of those two in case I needed it. No, I don't think we're going to need it today. <laughs>
0: but let's say you had a sheet of graph paper and you filled it out with corridors and rooms. And you took the time before your players, maybe you took a, several weeks, and you detailed, let's say, 20 different locations um, within that dungeon. Okay. And it's all written out and you've got everything written. Now, when the players go into your dungeon and they want to go left, you go, no problem. Yeah. That goes to room six. Yep. I love room six. I'm glad you went that way. Yeah. Oh, you went right. Well, that's fine, too. That goes to room 22. You know, I said 20 rooms. That wouldn't make sense. That goes to room 12. Secret room. Yeah. Right. You don't need to constrain the players. Mm -hmm. They can go wherever they want. It's all just prepped. You can just write it down. So it's nice because a dungeon, by definition, gives players and the DM the freedom to allow people to explore however they want. But if you do that in literally an open world, that's very intimidating because they yes. can go anywhere. Literally they could do anything, but when you're in a dungeon, you can only go to rooms that are there. Yeah. And so that provides incredible, incredible flexibility. Yeah. But you also feel in control and you feel in control because you know what is going on. <coughs> that's right. So building a dungeon allows the players to sort of, uh, feel like they really do have control. And as a DM it allows you to have a hands off and say you yeah. guys can explore. Third thing. Again, kind of tying into the first two elements, dungeons are inherently scary. We're going into a cave, we're going into a mausoleum, we're going into an ancient burial crypt. This is cool stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so dungeons are inherently cool. They're scary, creepy places. And they're perfect for putting monsters and traps. Yeah, it
1: makes sense that they're there. Yeah,
0: it makes sense that they're there, right? And you can people take it overhand and overload and they can start worrying about like, oh, how does this creature live? What does it get enough vitamin D living in the thing? Okay, that's a little Like, and I, I and I think having a little bit of a nod to it is 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 not a bad idea, but it's a great place to put treasure and magical items and coins and monsters and traps and all the things that your characters are built to tangle, they're all just in one little confined little tight package
1: but you're you don't think to worry about why why is the treasure there why are the monsters you think just put yourself back from that from step one well
0: no i was going to say this so when eventually this is just this is just episode one okay yeah Yeah. i'm getting ahead of here okay uh we're going to build the dungeon together sweet okay and we're going to build a dungeon along with you all so if you're interested make sure you subscribe like ring the bell because this new series is going to be an educational step here on uh on uh uh
1: nights of last call or nights night school night school okay working title
0: working title let us know yeah Um, i like it yeah um because you know i I think the dairy are there are bad dungeons
1: Hmm.
0: and there are good dungeons and there are great dungeons just like anything right and i think a lot of people think of dungeons what they're really thinking of is bad dungeons really yeah what do you mean? Well, when people despair them, when people disparage them, I should say. When oh. people say, oh, dungeons, those are boring, oh, right? Oh, okay. They're thinking it, of bad dungeons. They're just like thinking of bad dungeons. So I think
1: of sweet dungeons.
0: Right. Um, there's a lot of elements that go into that. And we'll get into those in a future video as we sort of build through them. But one of the key elements, I think, of a dungeon is is the why, is the, oh. is the history of that dungeon. Right? We talked about backstory mm-hmm. in a prior video. Well, a dungeon has a backstory, too. But you don't just exposition dump it on the players. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, how do they know that they because it's like an onion. Mm. And as they go into the dungeon deeper, and eventually your players will get this curiosity. They're gonna well, they're gonna go like they're gonna figure out as they go into the dungeon. Oh wait, this dungeon's cursed. Oh. What happened to the people here? You go deeper, you see a room, you find out about a sacrifice. All the people here killed themselves. Mm. Why? You go deeper. Oh, they killed themselves to trap something. They use the last of their life energy to empower a spell, to bind something here, to keep the outer world safe. I'm already interested in your dungeon. Go deeper. What is this thing? Oh, it's an ancient demon. Oh, that bounding that they created, that was a hundred years ago. It's weakening. It's weakening. Oh
1: boy, I'm already interested.
0: Right? (laughs) What did they use to bind it? The great ruby of sitar said to be worth, you know, thousands of gold. Okay, great. Like, not only are they exploring because they want experience points and treasure and gold that they can use mechanically, but they're, they're interested in your location. They're interested in this little story, this little nugget that you did, and you're not just feeding it to them. Yeah. They're the ones exploring it and learning about it. And, and it's driven, it's player driven. I kind of got ahead of myself, but that's the number, that's the biggest reason. I was like yeah, That's the biggest reason for dungeons, honestly, even though this is number four is it, it allows player agency. You know,
1: that's one of your biggest things. It's one of
0: my biggest things, and dungeons are all about player agency right. because you just literally set them at the entrance and you say, "What Go. do you want to do? What do you want to do? Go!" And they can do anything, and they immediately understand what they can't do. I can't walk through a door that isn't there. You know, I can't uh, until you get to higher levels D and D. But There's but, but pass, that pass wall yeah, pass wall, pass wall, But by that time, you know, you're you're ready for it, and you know, as a DM and a player, you've leveled up. You know, going through, going through the front door, that's boring. Now you got to go through no. your own dimensional door. But my point is, you know, in a story, the players are always looking to the GM. What do I, okay, what what what's next?
1: Yeah, what should I do next? What
0: should I do next? Where are we going next, right? They're trying to get that information from the GM. And the GM, to their fact, if they're playing out of an adventure or, an, uh, a, you know, AP, they, they do know what's next. Very the true. Pl- the players have to go here. And the players have to go here. As a dungeon. You don't have an agenda. Yeah. The players make all the decisions. They decide how much trouble they want to get into. Okay. If the players are kind of getting beat up, they go back to town. They rest. There's no story impact to that. Mm. You're not like, Oh, this is going to fuck the timeline up. Yeah. Because exploring because now they went back to town. And so uh, I guess, I don't know the enemy instead of, I don't know, instead of completing their evil ritual, uh, they take a nap. They had a bad headache, right? You just start (laughs) You have to make all these excuses, right? At the same time, It's important that you create, you know, elements of tension for the players so that they feel like there's this balance between, you know, we want to go deeper, but the resources that we brought into the dungeon, our spells and all those other things are starting to dwindle down a little bit. And I'll be the first to admit that Pathfinder 2nd Edition and D&D 5th Edition have created mechanics in the games that do make it a little bit more challenging to run a dungeon game. Hmm. because in old D&D games, like healing, hit points were sort of like...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Hit yeah. points
0: were like the the clock, mm-hmm. okay? When you had all your hit points, it was like you had all the time on the clock in the world, and as you got closer and closer to zero hit points, you got closer and closer to midnight and end, end of the story, and you had limited ability to recover mm-hmm. hit points. So that was sort of like the... That was the pacing mechanism. Well, Pathfinder 2, obviously you know, puts a kibosh on that. Yeah. Because you can get back all of your your hit points with uh focus spells and medicine infinity times per day. Yeah. Now that has some advantages too. I should point out because now but do you, you know,
1: know, have to rest in the dungeon, which can be
0: right. Well, you, you have to figure out a way or get back to and town. we, and we can talk about this okay. you know, in later in episodes, <laughs> but um, there are ways there, there are pros and cons and we can get into why I think Pathfinder two can make dungeon exploration a lot of fun. And like, we also talk about how it can make it a little bit challenging. Okay. Fifth edition DD has the same thing with the short rest mechanic, mm-hmm. right? Where you get kind of low on hit points and then it's like, okay, well we'll pull out an hour and you know, an hour short rest in DD is kind of equivalent to like someone making six medicine checks or using six focus yeah. points to kind of basically bandage up, bandage up and heal back. Um, so it, it, and and I think that's a great education for your players,
1: mm.
0: right? Because it, it teaches them to be proactive. And as a GM, a lot of GMs have never, they've never experienced a proactive party. Um, and so the, and so lastly, the, the fifth the fifth reason that I think dungeons are are just super effective is because they they really really I think the history of this game is important
1: and so they, bringing it back to its roots. Almost. Bringing it back
0: to its roots, and I think that they allow you to tell a type of story. It's not a story in like the AP yeah. sense. I'm. I feel like sometimes I'm an ambassador of this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to understand your roots and gaming roots come from this. And, and, and back in the 1970s, you didn't even talk about your campaign. You talked about your dungeon.
1: Yeah. I kind of
0: wish, you know, Bob's dungeon was
1: famous. Right. And, (laughs) and
0: different, different DMs had their different dungeons and everybody was kind of rated dungeon versus dungeon. The way that players had their character sheets, DMs had their dungeons. They were kind of almost the same equivalency. Right. And I think Building dungeons and playing dungeons. I mean, it's in the name of the freaking game, um, yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And I think that while these modern day games, are, I get
1: dragons too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's
0: part and parcel, right? I love dragons. <laughs> well, you know, dungeons and monsters. You know, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's really what the game's about. And you know, modern day games have a lot of these really amazing, incredible story arcs. But there are some unique stories that you can tell. Tell a story in a dungeon game. It's completely emergent. Yeah. As a dungeon master, I'm not trying to tell a story with this dungeon. I'm just creating a really cool place. Yeah. The- with really interesting creatures and backstory, and then along come the heroes, and at that point, it's just fireworks. We don't know what's going to happen. Do you need the backstory first of the dungeon, or do you just start? Dr- dr- no, no, no. Drawing. No, no, no. I, I think, I think, I think there's. I think you kind of, it's a yin-yang. Okay. I think they kind of inform each other as you go through. Okay. I well, and we'll
1: get to this, obviously, I think, as we develop. Because I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how you walk through the entrance. But yeah. then what? We right. We need a barracks. We need this or whatever. Yeah, I exactly. don't know what I
0: need. Yeah, there's a multi-step process that I use Ooh. Uh, that is sort of refined. from GM a, Derek approved. Yeah, there's a, you know, we'll also go up, we'll also cover the rules of Dungeon Craft, um, which is a very, very old article by the Ray Winiger um series of articles from old old dragon magazine uh which really helped inform my uh you know dungeon creation ideas um i've run numerous multi mega dungeon campaigns we're talking about 1 to 20 20 30 levels of dungeon oh uh i've done that multiple times that you just created uh some of them i created some of them i used always modified um some I've just stole the maps. Mm-hmm. Some I used more of the the content in them and sort of created my own story for it. Cool. And again, when I say story, I don't mean I have plot points. I simply mean that, look, these creatures live here for this reason. Yeah. And they're going to do their thing. And then along come the players. And then from there, you don't, you know, craziness can ensue. Yeah. And you get these. And, and when you walk away from the dungeon experience, yeah. Maybe you didn't tell your really cool, epic Lord of the Rings, Marvel cinematic universe, critical role style story. But you did tell something really awesome and something really cool did happen at your table Mm -hmm. and everyone's going to kind of feel it. They're like, wait a second. This was our story. Yeah. It wasn't the DM story. This was our story. We came here. We made this happen. Yeah. And everything that kind of happened happened because of us. Yeah. And if we didn't do this, then none of this would have happened whereas in an adventure path you're sort of like i you feel like you're you know following the footsteps
1: and your story is this, similar to someone else's your story your story's
0: similar to someone's that's another cool thing about dungeons you can take a dungeon and you can run one group through it and then you can take the same dungeon and run a different group through it they might have a completely different experience yeah very different they might encounter different things your play you may have designed room 6 and your players never go there that's okay they don't have to it's up to them to explore what they want to explore. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, a historical touch point to that It's name is in the, you know, the name of the game for a reason. And I think learning about dungeons is an important way to learn how to be a dungeon master.
1: There we, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so do I need to like come up with a working a dungeon title by the next episode.
0: No, 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 no,
1: I, I'll do some research on that. I'll no, I, I
0: have a bunch of different ideas. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you. Stay oh, tuned for next time because I'm going to introduce you to the single greatest resource for creating adventures or dungeons ever made by man or woman or anybody.
1: I think that's a good, uh, wrapping up
0: point. Yeah. Wrap up. So again, let us know what you think of this series. Um, you know, let us know what you want us to cover. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Bob, I I mean, what are you hoping that you can get out of this? So I
1: want to be at, uh, GM, Derek level, right. obviously not as much experience. I mean, my hope would be to be able to, to run a sandbox ga- campaign that has a world yeah. with dragons yeah, and, um, and, and, and and lots of chaos right. and, and, and that's diplomacy that, and all right. this sort of politics are happening and something's happening and players are all involved in this and it's crazy and it's awesome. right? And it's got this amazing story that I sort of developed, but it sort of takes on a life of its own. But that makes me, I don't even know how to start
0: that. And that's I am right. terrified of that. And and that's right. And, and so what so we're going to do. i like, I need to
1: start somewhere. Right.
0: And we're not going to start at calculus. We're not going to start in algebra or geometry. We are starting with addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. And that is building your first dungeon. Sweet. So that's what we're going to do over the next, I don't know. We're just kind of waiting. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep producing these series, hopefully a couple episodes each month, as we sort of take Bob through this process. You guys are welcome to join and and kind of come along. Give us your questions, mm-hmm. give us your advice. And if you want to talk to us real time about it, sign up for our Patreon. That is the number one way, best way that you can support the channel. And so we can continue to make more videos like this one. And uh I get yeah. you
1: access to the Discord, which is what we're talking in all day, basically. Right. Great community that Derek's building. And
0: I'm sure it's a great way to, to give Bob your, your, your thoughts about where we should take it. As we start to build this dungeon, I'm sure yeah. you're going to have thoughts about ways that he could make it better uh things that you like things that you don't like so yeah sounds sweet uh, yeah we're very much looking forward to it so let us know how you like this format like let us know how you're if you're excited about the series are there other series that you'd like to see us handle um we're trying to sort of expand the content of the channel thanks to the ongoing support that we've gotten from our existing patrons yeah. we've been able to do that hey
1: you're giving uh, to us and we want to give it back to you that's right
0: so for bob i'm derek melinda from the nights of last call saying we'll see you next time